0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Event Tech Talk Show. Um, This episode in particular is coming hot off the back of our first, our inaugural Event Tech Live US and Canada, which just happened last week. Um, thousands of event profs, actually from all over the world, although predominantly from US and Canada, joined us for three days of sessions, engagement, networking, meetings. In fact, I think the um, grip platform told us we had over 4,000 meetings between attendees over the three days, connecting people from all parts of the globe. Hopefully learning lots of interesting facts, helpful tips and tricks from our speakers And obviously connecting up with our exhibitors and utilising that information into their events going forward, whether that be a fully virtual event, a hybrid event or a physical event. Um, Our next event is 142 days. I think it is now away from actual the first physical day of the event, which is obviously Event Tech Live London. This will be the eighth, ninth year now, something like that. I, I lose track a little bit of the event Um, and again we'll be welcoming probably around three three and a half thousand attendees across a hybrid event both digitally and physically five days of event tech there is a a linkedin event page which people can go and pre-register for sign up pre-network get updates and information about the event and obviously on the event tech live website we've updated that already you can find out more information there about that and you can also subscribe to news and information and updates on a daily and weekly basis. Um, so, on to today's podcast. It is titled The Ugly Truth of Hybrid Events, quite a polarizing title. But joining me on to today's podcast is Natalia, uh, the head of international development for Digit Event. Natalia, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Adam. Thank you for having me
0: no thank you for thank you for coming on and for anybody watching live or it's jumping in now or even watching this back on on kind of replay or listening to on one of the podcast networks this is natalia's first time on a podcast um so be kind um it was all our first time once um but she's going to be excellent we've been speaking off air we've been speaking backstage prior to this and she's got some really really good ideas around this topic um which we're going to dive into in a little bit but Natalia, just for those that are kind of listening or watching that don't know much about Digit Event, like tell us the backstory, how, tell us a little bit about yourself and about the company so people can get familiar with that.
1: About the company, we are an event management software, we're French based. Um, what can I tell you about us? We work for every single kind of event, regardless of the format. Ideally, we want our customers to build their event from scratch, meaning from a beautiful event website that can be created from the platform up until the end of the event, having on-demand comment, um, content. Sorry, We have, as well, different features such as matchmaking, you know, similar to other event management softwares. I think our added value is overall the flexibility to go either hybrid, virtual, or completely on-site uh about me i came to the company in february uh my objective is to develop international markets and give a voice to digit event outside of the french market, and that's why i'm here today
0: <laughs> awesome everybody needs everybody needs a poster person don't they? they need somebody to put front and center to be out there talking about the company spreading the word absolutely <laughs> absolutely so today's podcast the ugly truth about hybrid events you you have a particular opinion on this don't you that this is not something new, but maybe it the way that new. we do it should be new, right? So, yeah, tell us a little bit. Hybrid Events, they've been around for how many years? Years? Decades? What's, what's your opinion on that?
1: Well, I think, you know, they have been around since we all got so much access to technology, isn't it? Like, you can see it on fashion, which was an industry I worked for. We started seeing runways from our phones. And I think hybrid begin with the sole objective of democratizing content. Since, you know, since we all have access to internet, to smartphones, and then COVID happened. And when COVID happened, we all get, as event organizers and event management, so we all get to pivot into it. And I think pivot was a word that I heard so many times throughout event tech life. And I think it describes certainly what we're doing with hybrid, which is pivoting. So I think my point on it is not to say we shall never do hybrid events. My point on it should be event organizers should be smarter when deciding on how and when to do hybrid events. I think that's my take on it, because other than streaming, what makes hybrid hybrid? I don't know how you feel about that statement.
0: I think it's a really interesting question and my honest opinion Natalia is that actually as a sector we've probably not got um, or had should I say enough time to actually figure out what hybrid means to us and when I say that because I think every business needs to start internally as to what are the objectives of their event who are their stakeholders what are the reasons behind doing any event, whether that be a virtual, a hybrid, or a physical event, and whether they play a, a role in achieving those objectives. I think for some events, hybrid has been the mainstay of, of the kind of the makeup and the event design, like you say, you know, at Event Tech Live, we have streamed content online and made it accessible through a platform online for people to engage with and made Q&A software and all of those kind of engagement technologies available alongside that. So people should and have been able to engage with our content remotely. The bit that's been lacking probably a little bit there is the the kind of the matchmaking, the networking, the, the serendipitous side of the event. Um, that's not necessarily been as much of a front and center part of the event as, as we've probably seen virtual events over the last couple of years, uh, was the last year, should I say. But I really think it ultimately comes back to like a hybrid event. What does it mean to you as an organization? Because you could have a a hybrid event that is happening right at that same moment in time. You could have a hybrid event which has a digital component leading up to it and a digital component after it. A hybrid event could essentially be a series of virtual pop-ups with a physical strategy to it at some point, just allowing people to come together and network in their kind of their locations, right? So whether that be paris or london or um, new york or tokyo for example everybody knows the big ones Um, (laughs) and that could be the hybrid element is it's just that there is a there is a series of content it's 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 i don't want to say broadcast because it's a very important point which we will come on to your 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 point is should it be a broadcast it shouldn't be a broadcast right but there's still digital elements to an event whether that be content written video whatever um, and engagement opportunities like workshops roundtables which I'm a big Mm -hmm. fan of with that element of people being able to meet up close to home I think is more importantly at the moment with the people within their sector and actually still network with their sector but still have some of the advantages of not having to kind of travel hundreds if not thousands of miles to attend an event does that answer your does that answer your question (laughs) I'm supposed to be asking you questions, not you asking me, but I like it.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, who knows best about events than you? That's a good question. You are somebody (laughs) that has a big knowledge, so it's good, you know, to have your input on things. Uh, But me, I had the opportunity to participate to different events on site, you know, Vegas events, being at like these huge venues and having the opportunity to interact with amazing people. And then... I have participated to virtual events as well. And haven't yet participated to a complete, a real version, a hybrid one. My point would be, how do you manage to get engaged? Because throughout the time I went to events, for example, in Las Vegas, I had my four to five days to be inside the event, to experience it all, to, you know, to embrace the whole content. And I think, and I don't want to be (laughs) mean towards virtual or hybrid, that how can you ensure that that people's not getting more than a list of leads, you know? Because I'm, I'm, I'm in sales, you know, I appreciate a good lead, I appreciate a good email address because, of course, it makes my work easy. But isn't it that taking the magic from the whole commercial world? Like, The magic of traveling, meeting people, shaking hands, going to the bar, having the after event beer in Las Vegas, which is an amazing scenario for events, for CES, for Magic Within Fashion. It's the best place to be. And then to get that reduced to a screen, well, you know, now we don't necessarily have the option because COVID, but picture if you had the option and then you had the option not to go because you can stay home because the budget for traveling has been cut off because of covid crisis which is a reality we need to deal with like how if you go back to one site convince people to go back on site there's few pain points with hybrid and is that you're preparing an both events because in the end there's no one hybrid event there's a virtual experience that needs to be fulfilled to the fullest and i think you know that best than i do and then there is the on-site experience that has to be fulfilled so picture you have people being more and more afraid to go on site because maybe they are not able to do so then how do you convince them like how do you go back there you know i got a feeling that both formats or hybrid might be cannibalizing on-site and backwards and I think that's a pain point I think that's a pain point for hybrid I'd
0: I'd agree with you with that and I think from an organizational point of view some of the challenge that we're going to have when it comes to attracting people back to the physical element of whatever event that we produce is I, I I'm expecting some pushback actually from companies saying well can you not just attend that event online do you have to go? Do we have to fund you to go to that event? You know, go into IMAX, you know, where Europeans are, not we're over here. It's, it's not a, um, a small fee to go and visit IMAX, for example, or, or any event over in America, Las Vegas, whatever. You know, we're talking flights, accommodation, time out of the office, and as valuable as that might be for building relationships, which I think is one of the key points that you were making making earlier. That, you know, those those conversations in the bar, the the networking around the event, the the, the hidden event, as I call it, the event that happens around mm-hmm. the event that you know happens in little pockets and many people. I think what we're actually going to see is, um, I almost feel like it's going to be the the rise of the. The letter from the, the 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 letter to your boss. The reasons I should go to this event. Kind of like this is why I think I should attend this event physically, because I think companies really will analyze a little bit more. Like, can you access this event virtually? What is what is the reason? Is it just for learning? Is it to meet with suppliers? Is it to network? Is it to build relationships? Do you have meetings there? All of those kind of things. So I think of that's course. one of the the first challenges that we might be presented with as an industry inviting people attracting people back to events and then I think added on to that will almost come the second part of even worse which is I'm going to a virtual event I've got it it's a two-day event so I've blocked it out in my diary as a as an attendee and the you know again companies turning around and going well can you not just watch that on demand do you do you exactly. have to physically attend the virtual element of it, be kept physically attend the virtual element, that doesn't work. But if that doesn't make sense, <laughs> do you have to block that time out of your diary to participate? Can you not just watch it on demand and fit it in around your work? Because that's what's become very um, apparent to me over the last year. Is I don't think it's culturally accepted at the moment, or corporately accepted, a uh, company accept culturally company culturally accepted. For me to go, I'm off today because I'm at this virtual event. It seems that it's it's expected that you go to a virtual event, but you still re- respond to Slack messages, go on to your, you respond to your emails, you know, follow up your sales, do your other elements of whatever role it is that you've got, while also this event is happening in the path in the background and a, a physical event that is just not accepted. If you go to a physical event, it's accepted. Sorry that you are probably slower to respond or off yeah exactly Mm -hmm. do you do you think i'm on the right track there do you do you think that might i think you
1: are actually yeah i think you are i think nowadays it's a capital sin to take the whole day to go to an event and then again my point what is left when you're participating virtually or remotely you're watching tv isn't it Mm -hmm. like you're missing the whole interaction that organizers such as yourself for example took time, resources to get sponsors on board, to get sponsorship, to have one of your key people just watching it, you know, when they're home or probably at the end of the day, just saying like, you know what, my day's over. I'm going to do this. I'm going to write a simple report, try to match with some people and then send them an email across saying like, yes, let's meet in a few weeks. I don't have the time right now because I have my work. And so, yeah, I think you're right. Today's the capital scene, just to say, I'm off three days. I'm on my virtual event. Sounds a bit blonde beach day, isn't it? Just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the day off to attend to the virtual event.
0: The doesn't sound right. Watching the Europe, we're watching the Euros or something like that, depending on what yes, exactly. falls over at the moment. But it's, it's right. And I think, again, back to your point, this is why as event organizers, we have to be a little bit more creative about not just Broadcasting content, right? It, the the exactly. event can't just be about broadcasting content because ultimately, any event, if they go down that route and it's just about the content, it's just about. I, I'd argue, I'd almost argue that the the calling an event is unnecessary. You could just you yes, know, Netflix releases a huge amount of content, don't they? Sometimes all in one go. Here you are. Here's a series. Here's an here's a here's a, here's a, here's a full season of a show digest it and engage with it at your own leisure that ultimately if we're just broadcasting content that's what we we're coming out with we we're becoming digital Netflixes of our own niches or whatever and I, I think that's exactly it's got value from a learning perspective but it's not got value from the heart and soul of what an event in event is which is making real connections building relationships um meeting up with you know other people and doing research and learning and education along as, as part of, of it of course so your- and it's also
1: about feeling the industry, you know, because when you go to this kind of events and you get, you know, the human contact, you sort of get the feeling on the business you're at. You know, I don't think through a screen you can really understand what's happening. And I don't know if you have it back to a on-site event. I haven't yet. I can't wait to go back to one. But I think, you know, it just gives you a feeling on where the market is. And I join you when you say on virtual, you can share knowledge. I think virtual is a good format, and I'm not necessarily saying we shouldn't do virtual or hybrid in that sense, because even on-site needs virtual to be alive today, because we're all connected to our phones. We needed to get, I don't know, the program. We're not omnipresent, so even mm-hmm. through a real-life event, we're not able to go to every single thing. If we're not a 10-people delegation, we would still need on-demand co- content, you know? Absolutely. Normally there's companies, they go only one pe- like one person to the event. They cannot go to everything there is, like win it virtual to exist in the future, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I think I think to your point, what we need there is is platforms like Digit Event and, and others. Um, there are other virtual event platforms on the market, I have to say that. Of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> impartial. But there are there are what, what we what we as organizers need is we need an ecosystem. And this is, uh, other people are calling it marketplaces, other, other people are calling it other things, but we need an ecosystem that allows us to give our attendees options, I think, first and foremost. If they can't make the physical event, then they can still connect with attendees, they can still yeah. book meetings, message, network, and they can still access that content somewhat in real time. Maybe that's not necessarily live at that moment in time, but as an on-demand format, it's still that ecosystem that it sits within. But we also need technology that kind of crosses that border into the physical event. So as our attendees come back to the physical event, they can still engage with those remote digital remote. attendees. Yep. Um, possibly also, I think what's going to be really important is share and communicate and collaborate with the rest of their remote team. Um, so for example, many event it might be just me as a sole attendee, but I'm using other things at the moment, and it's not necessarily the most straightforward. I'm using things like screenshots in WhatsApps or Slack messages. I'm trying to get content. I can't necessarily share video links and stuff like that. And I think technology will play a key role in like let's say we were going to an event together but you were virtual no. me being we, us using the same system to be for me to be able to share my experiences and you for you to share your experiences in real time the right content the right place so it's not lost in translation anywhere or it's not you know it's not that it's very hack kind of approach to it of like oh, I'm going to screenshot this and send you that image and then it's like well where did that image go kind of thing I think that's going to be a really important part because I think Part of where we've we've seen it, haven't we? I'm sure digit event have seen it over the past year. Is actually digitally like numbers have just shot through the roof in from attendees. So, what what do you think though is the key part to that hybrid technology play? Come on, you're the you're the technology company. Well, I how think how do you see it all fitting together?
1: <laughs> I see the whole thing together because I have clients come to me and say, you know what, I want to do a hybrid event. Convince me that hybrid is the right format for me. You know, I'm sales, I'm supposed to sell my product. (laughs) And then what happens with me is that as we as a company have this very honest view on what hybrid should be, my response to my clients would be, why do you want to do hybrid? What is that you're trying to give to your attendees that is worth saying your event should be hybrid and not an on-site and then an apart virtual event or hybrid sort of it? And the point is they say, yeah, but we're not certain, people won't come, and so on. I think the key to success when doing hybrid, and I think that's how you solve the equation eventually, is to try to give both an amazing experience, avoiding how Americans would say FOMO. Because you know, the sad truth and the only truth about hybrid is that there is somebody that's going to be jealous that they're not living up to the full event, but they have to be because it's part of the work. So basically, I think platforms such as ours, we have an amazing set segmentation, which allows attendees to not feel that kind of fear of missing out. And I think by segment segmenting your attendees and trying to put them in the right category and creating amazing experiences for both where they don't feel they're missing out on something, and try to trying to build bridges between both virtual and on-site, but not forcing it to be one sole experience is the response to having a great event. Why? Because when you produce an amazing virtual event, it is amazing. I think when you have the right content and the objective is to learn as you were mentioning it before, I think virtual can be great within an event, like having key lectures and so on. I think that's good. And then create interactive moments for your guests, for your attendees. And I think in my role as sales, and I said because this is my day-to-day job. I think I'm always going to try for my client to do what's best, which is create an amazing experience, or else go to either on-site or on virtual, even if, if it is not what they want to listen to. Because it's also my responsibility to give them the best product we can give. And that's a huge responsibility because For companies like ours which are developing in different uh, countries all over the world as that client is a lost client Mm. so it's it's huge and i think the key to success is that basically
0: i think there's some really interesting points in there and it's actually just brought a a thought to my mind that actually kind of every event starts with registration doesn't it it's it's very early in the process okay we have an event website and whatever else but we tend to ask lots of questions with registration that are ultimately about them as an individual to try and do some of that personalization that you put there, but also obviously to glean enough information that our sponsors or exhibitors or whoever else is facilitating the event can get their ROI and value. They need, to, they need some key indicators, don't they? But just for that registration process, maybe when it comes to a hybrid event, what we should be asking is what are the what's important to our attendees and what are their objectives? So, if their objective is is are you is is you know just learning and just having access to the content a priority ten, then yeah, I, I, I intend being the top, and actually they really highly prioritise their time, and they really high highly prioritise flexibility, um, mm-hmm. and maybe lower on the on that scheme for them uh, on that scale for them is actually they. You know, they, they're they're involved in the industry, but they're not necessarily there to build relationships or to sell themselves or to, to do other things or even to buy. Let's say they're just they've not got a budget that year or whatever. Yeah. Then versus all of that which if their priority is to connect, build relationships, have meetings, showcase products and those kind of things and, and or engage with products, see products in in real life and that kind of stuff, then maybe at that point is where we should be really trying to decide where we
1: where we're heading yeah
0: where we're Mm -hmm. heading and where we put our audience because if it's on one side then they're going to have a better experience from a digital aspect aren't they but if it's the other then it's the physical side of things obviously you can't get some of that stuff online uh, which is like you know the speed of building relationships the the product testing all that kind of stuff so maybe we should be doing that maybe we should be actually asking rather than us asking how does a hybrid event make sense to us? We should be going one step further and saying what does a hybrid event how does a hybrid event make sense to our visitors? To our attendees. For attendees, exactly.
1: In the end, our attendees are giving value to our events. So yeah, that's where you're right. Probably we should be doing more smart registrations, if that's a way to say it. Like we should be creating those forms smarter, probably
0: we should do i think i think one thing that hybrid digital whatever whichever way you want to look at it um does give us an opportunity and i'm, I'm ve- being very careful to use the word community because um, i think it community is. means a lot mm-hmm. of different things to other people some people are happy with their communities existing on linkedin others it's clear as an organizers they want a little bit more i will not say control but a little more of a hand in helping facilitate that community come together on a consistent basis um but what I also think is if we get a digital strategy right to our events, um, we should be able to actually glean a lot of that information that we ask our attendees in advance of them filling, even touching a registration form. That's 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 the where I'd okay. like to get to, um, because I think that. Especially if you're an organizer that's ultimately then going to use digital events or virtual events to offer then your your attendees multiple events through the year. Let's say the calendar gets really busy and you go from two events a year to six events a year. Are you going to really ask them every single time that they come to that event to fill out the same fifty questions? Or are yeah, it wouldn't you be really fair, isn't it? Yeah. Like, how would you approach that if you were if you were going jump in from? two events to to six events and you were you were putting a registration form together what how how would you approach that
1: well I think actually as an organizer I don't know that's my point of view I think we should all have sort of a CRM which allows us to have those questions already sort of figure out so that we don't have to go on and on and on throughout the six events to still be asking the same questions then again people opinion changes so much. So this question is hard to address because basically this period of the year, I know in the UK you're having few restrictions longer than you expected. So basically my point of view now can be, I'm not going to an on-site event that in four to five months will change, you know? So basically it's a touchy point if I may say so. I don't think there's a good way to to approach it so far, I think, but just because the situation is a bit complicated, else I think it's up to organizers to be responsible on the information they get and trying with technology to make sure that the attendee doesn't feel forgotten or doesn't feel that every single event he's using some information that's going to be down to the trash except for his email and phone, which is important for the organization. So I think it's up to organizers to be responsible as well for data and the data we request. Because in the end, it should be helping for something. I think people shouldn't take five minutes of the time to reply for us to just avoid or dismiss import, important information for organizers. So basically, that's, I think, something important that I haven't thought about before. So you were putting some light on a good, on a good you know, statement. How would you resolve
0: it? How would I resolve it? It would be a combination of... Well, I think first and foremost, I think we ask a lot of questions to attendees for both the virtual and physical events, which ultimately are asking even them to stare into a bit of a a blue ball and kind of try and understand what what they're actually coming to the event for. And I'll give you... you, I like my analogies, Natalia, so bear with me. Um, (laughs) My analogy is... You walk into a supermarket because you need bread and you need milk, right? Of so if I asked you prior to that prior to walking into that supermarket what you were going for, you would have told me bread and milk. So it's a really good indication of mm. what you were going into that supermarket for. But nine times out of ten, I guarantee you're gonna come out of that, of that of that supermarket with something else. Probably even three or more, four more things. And actually, maybe what you go in there, which is bread and milk, was to make a particular dish. And once you're in there, you go, "Oh, actually, I fancy pizza now." So you don't actually pick up bread and milk, and you just come out with pizza. And I think that that's happens one... to me. Yeah, I mean, all the time. I don't ever pizza all the time. Um, <laughs> but what I'm, what I'm, the point I'm trying to make with that is, we put too much emphasis on asking people questions that, when they get to the physical, when they get to an event, whether that be physically or virtually what they do and how they interact and the information that they engage with and the things that they walk, walk away with, I think are very rarely what they said they were actually going to come with. Because that's the point of events, right? They're all about exploring and discovery and idea generation and, 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 and interacting with people that give you new information that you can walk away with. I think the only thing that we, we really know about somebody that's not going to change after the event is probably their name and the company that they work for. That's about the only stuff that we know is not going to change once they walked away from the event. But even then, you know, if we're asking people to register for an event eight weeks out from an event, maybe they got a new job in that time. Maybe they got a new position in that time. Maybe their role changed. Yes. Even that's not a very long time, really, for, for things like that to, to change. So I think, actually, as event organisers, and maybe this is where platforms like Digit Event can help us, is actually to understand what our attendee did at the event so then we can of course use that to go into the next one or even the follow-up because that, like that now events don't finish do they they don't finish as the the last day of the doors closing they now live on a little bit they live on with content as you put, rightly put so maybe it's understanding you and what you did at event tech live and then going hey natalia you know hope you had a really good event but from what we understood of you and from what you did at the event, we actually think these are five other things that you should look at or five other suppliers that you should meet with or a couple of other meetings that you should have of based course. on what you did. Like the, um, I don't know if this is the same in... Um, I think but... it's like having
1: cookies in an event, you know, like your <laughs> website saying, hi Natalia, I saw you look at some dresses and now you should look at some sandals to go with your dresses. Exactly. Somehow it's having events with cookies and you know yeah with digital event you can trace it all actually we do have very very awesome. good stats we can in- integrate with few you know we can either integrate crm which allows you to have the information you had from your contacts before into the platform good and then outside of it you know you can integrate with analytics now attack manager so there's few good integrations we can do for sure uh that i think yeah you know the fact that you as an organizer are able to suggest to your guests what it is that they should be looking at is interesting. Now, for example, I'm going to talk about um, networking, which for a few platforms is artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm going to talk about a pain point for me on that one, on the whole networking, regardless on hybrid, on site, or real life. Real life is quite easy actually because it doesn't is not reduced to a time slot. So already you know you're going to network in different formats, amazing, covered. Then when you go to artificial intelligence, you're supposed to choose a list of people you're interested in, and then the software will suggest some more other that should be interested to you as well, which is great. I won't say it's not, it's amazing. And for me, as a sales, is a good tool because it saves me time on my research to do a networking session later on. Cool. Pain point though would be. And that's another pain point I have with hybrid events, and we as a company have, is the fact that probably I'm interested in somebody, isn't it? But then what happens is if the other person is not interested in me per se? Am I staying on the other side of my screen, lonely waiting for that person to reach out to me? Am I using my LinkedIn to reach out at the next time Probably, yes, because I didn't manage to reach it throughout the event. And therefore, I have an amazing community, which is LinkedIn, where you can reach out to people. And probably, it's a more relaxed scenario. So that would be another not-so-pretty moment on hybrid and remote for networking. It's how just, do you make,
0: yeah. Just on that, the one thing that LinkedIn does, and I haven't seen any virtual event platform bring this into play yet, unless digit event do it and then I apologize. <laughs> what LinkedIn does is give, it gives social proof, right? So when I look at your when I look at your profile, I can see how many people that we have as connections in common. So that gives yeah. me an indication of whether ultimately we have something in common. The lower the number of connections, the less likely it is we're to have something in common. The higher number of connections we've got in common, Um, the more likely it is to actually fact that we will have something in common. So that's one of the really interesting, clever things about LinkedIn and the way that the the networking and the facilitation works so well there is because it gives you key performance indicators. It gives you data for you to be able to judge whether you actually want to accept that connection. And that's something I've not seen any of the um, digital event platforms do at this moment in time it's just a case we of, don't do it yet <laughs> not yet so, yeah but i'm sure the dev team are going to quickly go away and, and 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 make that happen right because that would be really good for me the other thing yeah it's, it's really interesting that you mentioned linkedin that linkedin does and event platforms haven't done at the moment and this is where physical this is what happens at physical events as well is it doesn't give me as the attendee a tool to be able to introduce somebody to somebody else right so if we go to an event on linkedin i can make a recommendation for you to meet paul on my team and we can do that through the platform um i want to be able to do that a a virtual event i want to be able to do it at a physical event using technology i want to be able to match make i want to be able to be that facilitator and if you think about physical events that's how lots of people get to know each other because We go to something like IMAX and we're both chatting. We both know each other. Then somebody walks past that maybe knows you or knows me. We get chatting to them. And then you get introduced to them. And then you start to form your own relationships and build your own relationships. And that's what makes physical events really, really valuable is that opportunity to expand your network and connect and network with other people in real time because they they can't just ignore you. I mean, they they might ignore you. Been, <laughs> yeah, I will be a bit like, unpolite <laughs> in it.
1: Like, okay, bye, not leaving. <laughs> yeah, definitely but, not.
0: But that's one of the things I think platforms like yours can can really come into play because it makes sense that if I'm I want I, you know I want to go I want to go onto an event run by Digit Event and I want to go Hey Adam, there's 15 people that you know already registered for this event. Oh, brilliant! If there's 15 people I know, who are they? And maybe I should go because 15 people is quite a lot of people. So maybe I should register for this event. Plus, it's also like I want to register this event just to hang out with those guys, right? Yeah. Then, there's, yeah. Yeah. We should have we should have technology that kind of allows me to introduce people for people to introduce to me for me to see if it's you know, I'm uh, somebody's relevant for me based on the other kind of common connections we have and that kind of thing. And I think that's where 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 technology is probably going to move. I'm sure platforms like y'all are, are going to move. I that hope. Way, I think that's what makes it really valuable that's what i would like to see anyway
1: me too because i think it's data that reassures you that you're going to meet the right people you know you even when you participate on an event such as yours when i saw somebody i was interested in i didn't hesitate to go on linkedin and see if i already knew somebody in common you know so the fact that you're able to get insight may probably allow you in the future to interact easily towards hybrid and i think yeah you're right probably that that's where it should go, you know, to be able to have information on your network because you know somehow we're all connected by six people. I think that there's a theory on that.
0: Yep. So yep. I mean, and I we, think
1: uh, that yeah. would be reassuring for sure to know six, people.
0: There's something of separation, isn't it? Yeah, really six people. Somebody, yeah, six people. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you're absolutely right, and 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 that's also what's really interesting at the moment. You've mentioned it; many others mentioned it that we're. We're connecting through digital events, but then we're going back into the LinkedIn ecosystem to continue those conversations. That connection. To, to, mm-hmm. to build those relationships. So maybe the ways, I'm not sure how how locked down the LinkedIn API is, but maybe there's some way of kind of bringing some of that LinkedIn data into virtual event platforms to kind of give a little bit more visibility. I also think what I would really love to see is um, maybe even being able to, gamify or incentivize people to be that facilitator, to be that introduction because i know for 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 lots of events there have been people that have been to that event for years and years and years it's part of their kind of like just in their event calendar they always go to it and they should be the ones that are incentivized to help others help newbies introduce them to other people find ways to connect them get you know almost like digital shepherds in some way like sure of (laughs) it Do you know what I mean? Could you see that? Could you see like a digital shepherd being the one that kind of like shepherds everybody around the event and gets them into the right places and the right content and to meet the right people? Because I know that happens at a physical event.
1: At physical, yeah. They do have people guiding you through sort of it so that you don't feel lost or unattended and you have people asking you overall when you're in the U.S. Because, you know, probably the U.K. is a little bit more, you know, not simple, uh, posh, let's call it this way. But uh, yeah, when you go to events in America, everyone's asking you every single time how are you, how are you doing, are you doing right, are you, you know, are you in the event and then I think if we as event management software, of course, or event organizers manage to have this kind of positive influence on our attendees, probably could be good insight for the future because you would have more people trying to engage because talking to a human can make it so much easy. you know, that being by yourself in the screen. And I think you know that's what's missing, and that's the pain point. To even when you're on screen, to have a physical presence might make it a bit better, a little bit. And I think that's something that should be thought about in virtual and hybrid to have I'm, sort of the a positive influencer.
0: I'm writing it right down now, down here. Well, I'm gonna write it after we finished. Event I think at we're getting good one. inside out. <laughs> day one, to. digital. Yeah digital shepherd uh, sessions where people can come and get a crash course from somebody who knows the event this is what you've got going up this is what you should do that's the but that's the beauty about technology right that can happen it is for people anywhere where they are they don't have to be at the event they can kind of get a, a, a snapshot of the event leading up to it that that is the beauty about technology and that's the beauty about platforms like yours so okay. give us as organizers the the ability to do that efficiently effectively and without having to hire the venue for another two days and all that kind of, of stuff. Of
1: course. Well, ideally, our role is to give the organizers the best experience they can. Because nowadays, they have to integrate so many things. And I'm sure you know about it. Like, You need to put so many things that we, for example, as DGT Event, want to give the organizers the best structure possible. So they can put, and I'm going to go with an analogy, picture a fruit platter. We would like to be the best fruit platter there is so that events or, event organizers are able to put the fruits in and handle them beautifully to their attendees. And I think ideally that is it. I want to give my clients the best platform they can have for a good value, you know, not something impossible to pay. And that is responsive, and that gets to their needs. And I think for us, as event management software, the questions we're raising here is questions we would need to ask ourselves if we would like to respond better to hybrid. And I think that's the point.
0: So let me ask you this: what's on the what's on the roadmap for Digit Event? What what have you guys got coming out from a platform perspective that the listeners or the viewers of of today's episode should? Should be getting excited about what are you guys kind of if you can tell us? Are you thinking about the things in the background? What's the roadmap look like? What are you? What kind of functions and features are you really excited for for organizers to be using over the next couple of months with with Digit Event?
1: Well, I think I'm going to tell you what happened with Digit Event is that our core business is registration. It is is what we do best. We have amazing tools to do segmentation. We have an amazing event website builder because of covid we have to develop so many different p- features such as program networking and so on in order to stay you know in the market and in the game and i think for us the goal is to already give our organizers the best experience throughout those features so we're working and making it like top level features for our event organizers first and then there's few things i cannot tell you because you know we cannot uh give some insight into technology developments but i think uh we're trying to make smooth the networking process we're trying to make it a bit less uh not boring i won't call it boring but i'm i think we're trying to make it a bit more interactive and a bit more responsive to our to the customer needs and i think we would be working in new different features to respond correctly to trade shows because trade shows as they are moreover small trade shows need better tools in order to have a bid and give a bit of the value they can give on site to organizers so this is something we're really thinking about and uh, you know for us as i have mentioned previously the goal is to give the best experience to our clients and to avoid them the stress before the event give the best infrastructure we can and that's that's our work 24 7 i think
0: yeah that's i think that's a really important part right like Companies seem to be winning business and getting great referrals and great testimonials, not only off the technology that they're applying, but off the support and service and and, it and is. the extension of their team. And I think, you know, I've said it for such a long time now. That's one of the biggest things when anybody's going out there and looking at a software provider like Digital Event. It really does. The success of the event really does come down to does do you gel with that other company? Do they understand your vision? Are they there to support you? Are they part of your, your team and stuff. And that's really valuable. Um, that's worth money. And that, that's that that for me as an organizer is worth paying for because if I just wanted to be if I just wanted a self service system, then there's probably lots of options out there, but events are a bit more intricate most of the time than that. And they need people to, to help and guide and, and, and be that extension of the team. So it's really great to hear that that digital event have kind of those those principles and those core values at the same time as well.
1: Um, Well, you know, we do believe that in the end, the difference is made by the account manager, so people like me who give you the best pre-sales experience you can have (laughs) and, you know. That's my job. And then we do have an amazing customer success team that is responsive. And I don't know about other platforms that I do think are our, our winning value is the fact that we have a team that's dedicated to our clients while they're using the platform because of course we're not all tech friendly. So I think yeah, that's an extra. That's, that's definitely great. something that makes it a good company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To work so with.
0: For anybody that wants to check Digit Event out, where do they go? Where, where's the best place? How do they reach you for, first of all? Where, where's the best place to get hold of you? So they first can of all, demos and stuff up?
1: I'm super LinkedIn friendly. I'm always on LinkedIn, trying to, you know, share best values, best practices, interacting. So they can go through my LinkedIn. I'm Natalia, Views on LinkedIn. So you can go directly there. If you want to jump on Digit Event, we have something really cool. And it is that you can create an account and test our platform and test the features completely for free. So if eventually you're curious on our event website builder, you all you need to do is go to www.digitevent.com, create your account. And if you're feeling the pain or you have the questions about how to make it work, feel free to reach out to me. We have a super active customer success team as well that will be super happy to reply to questions. And as well, we're available on LinkedIn as Digitevent. Just that. Awesome. Plain.
0: Awesome. Natalia thank you very much for coming on today. I've, I've genuinely been inspired by our conversation even after spending three days last week talking lots of event tech and lots of different ways of doing things. I think it's clear that you've got a great vision of what hybrid and it's nice to hear you asking some questions back to us as organizers like how do we see things it shows that you guys are invested in making sure that we we get this right and we don't just like you say like you said earlier on just broadcast we we really use the technology to its full advantage so thank you for coming on and, and having such a great conversation with me so everybody watching or listening now or on demand don't forget to share this episode tag natalia tag myself in if you listen to it share your your favorite parts of it And um, if you are looking for further episodes on demand, visit www.eventtalks.com. We've bought that domain. It redirects towards the whole back catalogue of all the episodes. And obviously, like I said before, you can download us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the major networks. Thank you very much for tuning into this episode and we will see you in the next one.